Welcome to Love and Madness. I'm Love. She's Madness, as usual. Yes. She's quite insane. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I, I fear for the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, we've been working out some of her psychological issues lately. Yeah. She's entirely, um, she's coming to terms with the various uh, shattered aspects of her mind. Mm. And I am, uh, you know, your, your normal steadfast uh, <laughs> co-host. Yes. Slash uh, medical professional. Yes, you are so serious. No, I, and, I'm, I'm the level. lunatic, guys. It's yeah. love and madness. We're Eros and Psyche and Cesare. Mm-hmm. Isn't that it? Isn't that the joke? Something like that. Something like that. We're in love. And yes. I'm the crazy one, so don't fucking worry about it. Yeah. It's all, it's I just all like good. to pretend I'm clinical because I hate those guys so damn much. Okay. You know, like people who are overly clinical about stuff like love. Oh. Let's just be honest. Oh, it's just it's just hormones. It's just hormones. Yeah. Love's just a chemical. Eat some chocolate. Like, <laughs> oh my God, it ain't that. I don't think I even use chemistry at all. I'm just some sort of weird force of nature like you. <laughs> we're cool, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, inside me is nothing but a void unless you're here. Uh, we, um, we were going to try and do this whole episode in southern accents. Oh, we were, weren't we? <laughs> I declare. Which one do we need? I don't know much. I just kind of angle around the south east and and what a little texas something um i, I, I could be an old carpet bagger <laughs> is that it which southern do we need aren't the carpet baggers from the north yeah they are but i learned because i'm here trying to infiltrate and bag carpet <laughs> it's like beaver hunt right bless your heart. i found the best beaver i found the best beaver in town actually the whole damn thing you're the best beaver ever baby I can do all kinds of southern if you need it. I can do I can do like Southie if you want. <laughs> South Boston. You know, can I tell you that one joke? That's a joke that, that that got me out of my shell with you. Can I tell you that one joke? I don't know if For I the, could do a southern accent if I'm cracking up too. I'm much. sorry, darling. No, you're not. Well, the idea is like this. Okay, up north you have, hey, Tina, get in the car. We're going right. to your mother's. Put your shirt on, right? Right. It's like that, right? Right. And then down here you got the same thing going on. Same exact sentence, but mm-hmm. southern. Yeah. The same people. He's like, hey, Tina, get in the car. Put your shirt on. We're going to see your mother. Same damn people. There's nothing wrong with an accent. It's the thing. And this first joke I really broke out of my shell with her with, so I was still nervous that she's going to know who I was and hate me. Unfortunately, the whole goal with this was like, I'll be as open as possible. I wrote the worst uh, love profile ever, just talking about how insane I am. And it's like, if you still don't, if you're crazy enough to think that's okay, then you might contact me. It was like a warning against me, and then she called me up. So obviously she's what I call her is red flag colorblind, <laughs> and that's awesome. Awesome. We were oh, we were gonna do the southern Welsh. accent, so because so, 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 okay. I got it because uh, uh, we, our AC went out, and uh, the AC repairman was. A southerner who had a, a preju- was prejudiced, prejudiced against, against North. northerners. He started as soon as he heard my accent. He yes. started telling me how much he hated northerners. And he's like, he's working for us, and I'm paying him. I was trying to be kind, and, all, and I'm like, I technically have a, like a, a weird. They call it a mid Atlantic accent, but I picked up Midwestern bits. I picked up a lot of country stuff. I lived in Salt Lake City, where like they have zero accent. It is the negative inverse of all other American accents, and it just sounds like bland. It's like mayonnaise is too well. spicy for these people. That's how accented they are. They're Mormons. It's an alternate universe where they cannot have Hellman's mayonnaise because it has a word hell in it and it also sounds Jewish. 
So they have something called Best Foods Mayonnaise, which is the same damn shit as Hellman's Mayonnaise. I had to learn that. It's like an alternate 90s in the 20s. Like we were, Yeah. it was like, it was weird. So accents are all weird. And I don't have one, I don't think, because... Well, you don't I have... You, do, you certainly don't have a southern accent. It switches around. I go British. I go... I yes, just have a weird do. thing. Yes, you do. Your accent changes depending on your mood. My mood. And I like to think British sometimes. Yes. Because it helps me think. Yes. It makes you smarter. It clearly does. <laughs> and then, therefore, darling, <laughs> you get a little turned on. But then I'm sometimes, I'm saying, uh, in bed, I'm like, you know what I need from you? No. I need the top 1%. No. No, don't do Bernie Sanders. Of your God. sexual energy. No. You know, I, we do a little Bernie Sanders in bed. What no. I like to, what I like to do is just fuck it up when we're getting there. And I, then I work it you, out. You are the only guy I've ever met who cock blocks himself. Because of strategy. <laughs> what happens is you get like a little toned down, right? All it is is tempo, rhythm, all night. You're getting a little turned off, a little turned on. And then eventually you're frustrated. But not too bad, but not too frustrated. Because what we want to do is we want to get you that place. That really special place where the stars emerge from the sky. Just new supernovas. Because what I do is a little bit, uh, it's like music. I try to play music for you. Sometimes it's a down note, but it's not supposed to be a, a weird ass fart, you know? <laughs> you don't eat a fart in the orchestra like this. But, but either way, I try to like knock myself down and see if I can get back there because then she really loves me and I know that, at least for that moment. And then I'll forget again later next time I'm alone. And that's cool enough for me. I'm special. <laughs> yes, you are I'm special, special enough that I get to live here and you love me. That's cool. <laughs> yes, darling, you you are quite special. Darling, remember remember what was the other accent? We just started doing it. There was Stanley. Oh, Stanley. She was calling me Stanley, and so we were doing this thing where we were Wiccans and we were just explaining ourselves normally. Well, it, like, st it started out with the uh, you, you playing the weird dude in the basement. Weird <laughs> dude in the basement, or something. It was a different accent altogether. Yeah. And then we made up this character, like Margaret and Stanley. Yeah. And we we're just doing a skit. And it turned out, <laughs> as we talked, that we developed it into a situation. They're going to this, this event, which happened to be, like, being sky-clad, which is naked for Wiccans. And they, like, do this <laughs> ceremony. So they're just being normal people talking like everybody. Yeah. And Stanley, then, did you pick up the pigeon, the pigeon for the ceremony? For the ceremony. <laughs> it, started, it started normal. And I was like, what are you up? You know, we, we just did, like, an audio or radio play before the podcast. We were testing, <laughs> testing ideas on this. Anyway. I felt like too loud on this one. Uh, no, my, my I, I mic's can, picking up too much. I, no, that's fine. I can adjust the volume. Okay, we're doing an that's, accent that's episode. That's part of what I do in the editing because we're, we have separate tracks. I can make either of our tracks louder or softer so we we're the same volume when been, I put it together. I've been feeling like a New Yorker a little bit, a little bit. A little New York. A little bit, a little bit Staten Island, a little bit whatever. I hear the accent, and I really didn't speak in a certain way my whole life. Yeah. Until I had something really good to say, because I had a dissociative identity issue. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, of course, I just kind of picked up whatever I needed to be in that moment. Very down key. Yeah. But I used to like to do voices in high school and elementary school. And now, I'm just having fun with it. Well, it's, it's funny. It's like Kylo, Kylo will break out a British accent every now and then. It she, she does that. Gamers are. Gamers do this. She goes, mummy. <laughs> mummy, mother. No. Let's not get kinky. You and I. <laughs> Let's not get kinky there. <laughs> I told I told someone the waitress that she was my third grade math teacher and I needed an adult tonight <laughs> at the restaurant. Yes, he did. Because they asked for my idea. Like, oh, let's talk about that. We went yeah. to this yeah. this uh, new place in Liberty. It was awesome. Called the Rusty Nail. Nail. Rusty uh, Nail. In in tavern. 
Yeah, free. I'd give them free advertising anytime. They're amazing. They do these little skits themselves. Yeah. Uh, the proprietress is called, uh, what's her name? Madam Malevolent. Yeah. Not Ma malevolent. Mal it's not yeah. malevolent. It's malevolent. Yeah. And um, they use these names. And they dress up in medieval garb, and they're trying. They're putting in yes. a pub together. Yes, it's really have damn good. Ser serving wenches. <coughs> yeah, she said, "I'll be your wench." The the waitress yeah, said. Yeah. And I was like, we were all looking, and we we're like, "What the? Why would someone call themselves a wench?" Because there's a certain thing. I remember my friend Joey, who had this like he's like the heart of Cupid, to mm -hmm. me. He's always like the lover boy. He kissed um, when uh, Bill Clinton came to the island with his daughter Chelsea Clinton. He kissed her hand. And the Secret Service had to grab him. <laughs> Because he, he, he went to, like, she was sitting there saying hi, and he, he grabbed her hand and kissed it. And she was cool with it, oddly. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the Secret Service, like, basically tackled him. <laughs> He's a sweetheart. And I love this dude. But, um, regardless, why was I talking about him? Joey. Uh, wenches. Wenches, yes. And sometimes he, he'd, um, he'd call her a wench, like a girl. <laughs> but he'd, he'd, like, win it. Like, this is the thing Joey and I used to do. We used to go to um, uh, Narconon, and we'd kick the, the teacher or the person out because we were always being a little creepy with us about addiction that like our parents or people yeah. had and we were just supposed to be Alateen is what it was. Alateen. We yeah. Narconon's the yeah, Scientology Yeah, thing. whatever it was. <laughs> we were not in Scientology. I'm <laughs> but we would, we would grow there and we used to have these um, volunteer addicts that would come teach the youth group uh -huh. and there were always wrecks and they were trying to like prove something to somebody uh -oh. and they didn't know what the fuck they were doing and we were bored. So we had Alateen when my aunt would be there and his mother would be at the real thing yeah. dealing with their thing. And hey, you know, it wasn't like AA, and, and they're different people. Who else? But anyway, um, we would kick out the teacher by getting them to quit. They'd leave in the middle of the session. We'd oh, just go out and, like, run around town. You're so mean. Well, we'd kind of fuck with them, me and Joey and a bunch of people. But I remember that. It was so much fun. <laughs> that was the most fun I had as, like, a kid. was oh, wow. hanging out with this guy, Joey, who would do stuff like I do, where you, you basically, like, ruin it and then get the girl back. <laughs> it was cool. That's how I learned how to be romantic, I think. But yes, at this time. Hyde Marks is very, the atmosphere is great. And um, they have a gaming store next door, and they're opening a general store next mm. to that, which is not quite open yet. But they we'll have three soon. stores right in a row, and they're yeah. all nerd based. They have a whole business above them. Yeah. Like where they're manufacturing things to sell online. Yeah. They're really into it. And I knew this guy. I met him before. Right. On the indoor Pickens flea market. So mm -hmm. there's three flea market areas, or at least. Well, the third one isn't really one, but it's a little place where they go mm -hmm. when they're not selling stuff elsewhere. Yeah. There's an indoor flea market, which is a giant, like, warehouse of what you think would be, like, four size, four warehouses. Yeah. It's worth, like, four warehouses I've been mm -hmm. into. Huge warehouse. And they sell these little, they have these little stalls where they sell all kinds of stuff here. Mm -hmm. And then there's a Pickens flea market and all. But I met him over there when he had a little gaming store. And he just went for it with yeah. his friends. And they all work together. And that is something that will connect to our business because we talk to them and yeah. they can do catering like medieval catering for our wedding venue yeah. called as you wish weddings and more yes and uh and so there we also have the other guys the palmetto nights it's like nerd central here yeah and the geeks are inheriting the earth right here in <laughs> pickens south carolina new pickens i call it yeah yeah so very cool uh good food um it was neat they they have uh they, they they call them I guess meat boards. I don't know meat board. It's like you, you get this giant cutting board worth of like all, meat platter. Or it's like all sorts of meatless stuff. There's vegetables. They give you this assortment of awesome. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be for like two people, and we didn't know that. I got a couple of chili dogs because they have that too. Yeah. It's tavern fare. Yeah. And they're all weird names. The drinks are awesome. All invented by like fantasy minded people. Yeah. 
They have names like so, uh, Dragon Flame or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, so we had a really good time. Yeah, awesome. It, it was, it was fun. Um, we're going to oh. take the kids back there because I think the kids will really enjoy it as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's see, what else do we want? Oh, uh, bought Alex a car today. The baby is Alex turning car. sixteen tomorrow. He picked his car, and he he picked his car, a cheap one. Yeah, affordable. But it runs. His dad's yeah. paying for half, which yeah. is actually great. Yeah. It's amazing. But yeah. he's he's actually doing the right thing over there and he's he's a good dad. Yep. Good dad. Despite all the stuff we've ever said. He's well, not, the it, problem he, area is not him being a dad. No. The problem area was relationship. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a terrible husband, but but he's 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 really made an effort as a dad and and I appreciate him helping out with that. So um yeah, Alex he went and Test drove it today, and we'll be able to pick it up Monday once they get the tags. So. Yes, and he, he was responsible how he picked it. He, he specifically chose this one mm-hmm. from the selection that was yeah. offered by you. Yeah. And you picked two good ones. It's yeah. cool. I'm glad that he took ownership of what he got because he's gonna take he's gonna take it more seriously. Yeah. Than if he was just handed a chosen one and he was like, now I have to drive this thing because he doesn't like driving. But if he has something that he chose, it's his. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Yep. Only what two thousand dollars? Yeah. For a car that mm-hmm. is yeah, right down here we got a good little car lot. And yep. when I get my next car And and Tim's checked out this car so we know it's good. Unless I can get to the VW so, place. So yep. So that that was exciting today. Which was? That that was oh, exciting. Oh buying the today. car, yes. Yeah. You went out, you you're so quick and efficient. Buying a car can take like all day. Well, it, people. it depends on what you're looking for and how picky you are and and all that. Now, I had, I had been putting out feelers for a car for several weeks now trying to find right. the she right Right. She does all vehicle. the research ahead and she's prepared. You go in the store, you leave. There's no wandering. There's no sales. They don't have a chance to sell you because you know what you want. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. I was telling... Also, I talk all the time, but I'm trying... It's sort of like an active listening, weirdly. Like no, it's fine. I, I was telling everyone at dinner tonight that you are the perfect, like, uh, um, customer. Uh-huh. When you like a product, it's because it's actually valid because you're an engineer and you recognize that it's a good product. <laughs> so you have merit in everything you say. And then on top of that, if you like it, you you shout it from the rooftops in a certain way. Yeah. You're considered like uh, you you're always the best user of the new product. <laughs> when you like it. And you're always the one that gets like the, the recognition for doing so. So if anyone wants to advertise on this show, it will be, Janelle's you know, an actually, what do they call them? Uh, like a test market. I, I, well, yeah. She, she's like I could the perfect be an single person test I, market. I could be an anything. influencer. Influencer, I definitely. Me, I'm nuts. And maybe I'm weird mere entertainment. But she actually knows good products. <laughs> we don't have to ever... Yeah, we know the good ones. But we yeah, yeah, we went, we went our, out to dinner with our, our friends, uh, Ryder and Marissa. Yes. And, uh, it's so nice to have a couple to hang out with. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> and they, they, they get it. Yeah. They get how weird I am and they know that I, don't, I mean well. Like if I go out for three cigarettes during dinner, <laughs> it's just me. Yeah. And uh, I just go too fast and I need to kind of smooth it out. No, they're, they're, they, they love you. I know. And I'm cool with that. <laughs> That's the odd part. I used to be like, people tell me I'm good or something, I'm a good guy or whatever. I used to get upset. Yeah. Like, nah, 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 you know? Yeah. But I'm cool. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I'm considered okay. Because you said so, and you're a good judge of products. <laughs> and here I am, a manufactured product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's me. 
It's pure plastic. Just for you. No. You don't buy bullshit. So. So what do you. Cool. I, I want to I talk about Britney Spears. In British? Or do we want to talk in Southern? Which, well, Britney Spears. Leave Britney alone is the rule. Uh, well, her parents suck. Her dad sucks. Yeah. Her. her I, I just. We're talking English. How Local completely sexist the courts are in it, that but she's Before we move with. on, wow. so I can get it out of my system and I don't oh, weird, yeah, do I weird out the accent because this is serious. What I call accents is basically local colloquial. That's my term for it. Okay. It's like they have these little idioms like pop versus soda. Yeah. And like Chinese to me sometimes sounds like an accent. But either way, I'm either nuts or, <laughs> or everyone's saying the same thing different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I call it local colloquial because it's a funny way to put it. Yeah. Uh, everyone's got their local colloquial. Let's not mm-hmm. worry about it. But back to Britney Spears. It's very important that that her we we talk about this in a certain way. Her dad is still in control of her career. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, and it's because she had a the, mental breakdown. Big deal. Yeah. Well, I, I'm in. It's, not, it's the same thing as physical health. And in, in well, it, and it's been in the news a lot recently <coughs> because uh, she's trying to get out of her conservatorship. <coughs> But the more I hear about it, the more I'm like, oh my God, what the hell are they doing to this poor woman? Do we want to give the context? Obviously, we know Britney Spears ended up shaving her head. She was with Kevin Federline, which was kind of right. like a mess. But she had kids, and because of postpartum depression that happens when you rapidly have kids, because your yeah, body's not used yeah, to it. Yeah, she had two kids she was right with, in a row. The dealing second with paparazzi one, flashing flashes yeah, in her face the, all night. The, the, the second one was like two months old when she shaved her head. Yeah. That's when she, I mean, she was just... She wasn't crazy. She was dealing with what the fuck that is. Yeah, and Imagine oh, oh, that. or yeah, well, Mental and and she had just filed for a divorce at the same time, hmm. so she had divorce going on, two kids, and Kate Fed. Yeah, a dork, but. and I, I just I feel, and you know, and during that time, she probably did need a little help, and probably did need. You know, it, she needed some kind of like mental stability. Yeah, like it, I have, and, and I have maybe, my drug that's called Risperidol, may, or Risperidone. Yeah, and it's a seatbelt I call it because what it does is it keeps me from flying off the rails, and at least I have weird orbitals and I come back home mm-hmm. with my weird stuff, and it keeps me sane to have a seatbelt. Yeah, and I call that stuff a seatbelt. But just like physical health, if someone's in a wheelchair, do you blame them? Sometimes people yeah. fall down and they need to be in a wheelchair. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you you then own them and you can put them in a hospital like in Florida. Uh, they they threw in under the Baker Act for as long as they feel like. Yeah. If they find that you're acting crazy, because there's tons of Florida men and all. Yeah. It's because of the meth problem. It's because of the the oxycontin problem, and they assume that everyone who's acting that way needs to be locked up somewhere. It's ridiculous. Mental health is not handled anywhere near well enough in the United States. It's really not, and and you know, when the conservatorship was first set up. She probably did need something like that, at least for a period of time. But it's been she fucking... She didn't need a conservatorship. She needed maybe someone to guard against people taking her money. Well, maybe, you maybe know... Maybe the judge could have done it without giving it to her dad. Yeah. Well, and ridiculous. she begged him at the time not to put her her, her dad. And the judge... Must have bribed the judge. Judge fired her attorney and, and made her get a court-appointed one. What's wrong with the attorney? And he was just disagreeing. That's the whole Because point. she picked the attorney. So what? And 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 then I qualify? and she's and you know this has been going on for thirteen years and she has to pay for 
all the attorneys on both sides. She has to pay for both sides from so her own fund that her dad controls. So all these people who are keeping her under this conservatorship are making boatloads of money off of her. She still performs. None of them have her, any vested interest in actually giving her her sovereignty back. Having this, When I was under a narcissist kind of situation, the, my, my ex was kind of a narcissist. Uh, mm -hmm. Covert narcissist mostly until later when she just blew up like popcorn and then went the other way with it. Yeah. Um, it kills your creativity to be under someone's thumb. She was demanding, she was telling me when I could smoke a cigarette in certain ways. She uh, was limiting me when it wasn't necessary. I was willing to almost go without food. Like we, when we were going out to dinner, yeah. I'd kind of have to pull a bait and switch and say, oh, we're going to spend $10. Can I just buy a pack of cigarettes instead of eating here? Wow. And that's how bad it was. I had to give her a, a 10 minute foot rub to get a pack of cigarettes. This was bad, and I was mentally ill, and I was insecure, so I fell for it. So when you're in that situation, it makes you less creative if you're a creative person, and that's yeah. where your heart is. Insane people and creative people are connected in a certain way. You need to be able to move, and you need to be able to flow, and you need to be able to roll with everything, well, including I mean, weird ideas yeah. that may be spiritual truth of some sort. The, the only difference between you know crazy and eccentric is money. You I know? Just, exactly. <laughs> I used to say that a lot of crazy people are kind of misdiagnosed because I think they're just listening to a weird radio that's a little out of tune because of the weird society they were living in. Yeah. I think that, but um, but they yeah. they forced her to have an IUD. Yeah, they pushed an IUD into her, which I consider rape. That I mean, that's it, rape. It's like she's plugging 30, something into somebody. She's not allowed to have any more kids. How do you force someone? It's like it's fucking to have an object in them, though. Even that, it's like I, not even a pill, though. Like, what the hell right? Horrible. What the hell right do they have for that? And and the thing is, is that you know, it, and and I'm just like, she wasn't she wasn't like neglecting her kids to the point of. No. Anything. She had probably people helping because she's got a career and that's uh -huh. just the way they have to do it. Like so, like having a good nanny would be a thing to have. Yeah. But don't go and say you have to have a plugged in object into your vagina. This yeah. is rape. It, it's, it's just terrible. Evil, evil, evil. And I think that her dad bribed that judge to get that ruling. Because I, I, uh, I, I'll give you part of it, you know? I, 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 what a piece I, of shit. I can't help but you know agree that there's something really really hinky evil. going on there exactly and this i is, mean you, even you say hinky just like the 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 the, the scooby gang yeah it, it's truly it's how you look at the world in a certain way <laughs> it's odd i know that you're that you're like a detective but you know i mean I, the, the, cool. the good thing is 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 that you know she's finally getting a lot True of public crime. attention for this and hopefully things will change for her soon um, I, I just I feel I hope that she so gets out. Bad. This is wrong. There needs to be like like marching on that guy's house and like picketing at his house. The judge, because fuck him, and also get her to a higher court somewhere. Yeah, this I, is ridiculous. He it, tells her who her, her lawyer could be. Let her pick her own lawyer. She's not fit to to do anything. Like what the hell? Yeah, but, how's but, she doing? How's she doing her performances so well? Yeah, and then suddenly she can't have well, any other life. Well, you know what life? she did? She That's announced slavery. she's like, like she, she, she announced she announced almost. that she's retiring and she's not going to perform anymore until she's out of the conservatorship. Exactly because because it's like, that's the only control over her life. She can she write has. and sing songs until she gets out from there. Yeah, and hell, maybe she changes her identity, moves to another country or something, and gets a whole new career, and she'll get all her money back because man, her comeback would be great. Doesn't matter that she's not. What? What was she? Sixteen when she started. She looked well, like sixteen. Well, she she was much younger than that. She was on the you know, Mickey Mouse Club. Mickey and, Mouse. But she started yeah. there, and she has her 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 art perfectly. Yeah. So it doesn't matter whether she's that what hit me baby one more time. Yeah. Uh, uh what's it called? Chomo bait. You know, it was kind of <laughs> like for that. She yeah. knew what she was doing in a way. It was getting those guys. Cause I remember this one creepy guy was really into that video, and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. I met one of those on the plane. They're creepy people. 
but she has a, an adult career to have uh -huh. and, and she knows how to you know use the art of being a woman so I she's gonna come back like Madonna for the rest of everything yeah you know and like share but, she's always uh, gonna be there yeah but so. she needs to move to another country so she can get out from under the thumb of this asshole and it's... find like a British label get the fuck out of there yeah you know anyway so change it well uh, well it was interesting leave the country by herself well it was interesting as I had listened to uh, the podcast criminal and there was a story back from Maybe she get some kind of uh, uh, what's it called the early 1900s where a mother who what's it called what's it called when you move to a country and like you're seeking like refuge oh oh um um asylum let's start our own country and let her have asylum right here yeah but she should move to somewhere where she gets some asylum. Yeah. And then out from under the thumb of this U.S. She, motherfucker. Wow. It's just, it, it's, the more I hear about it, the more I'm like, wow. It, it's, it, it, and it's so sexist. It is so sexist. Sexist beyond belief. Because, I mean, the fact is, if a guy, a Hollywood guy who has oh, look, a meltdown like that. Did they put. Do, did they put Robert Downey Jr. in a no, conservatorship? But I'm not saying he did anything wrong either. He just went a little nuts. He had a moment where he maybe awakened to something and he went nuts. Well, that's Drugs, what I'm saying. You know? But there's that, but then there's people who might have needed some some kind of like guidance. Like, what's his name? P. Diddy? No, the other guy. The guy who's married to Kardashians. You know those aliens with the spaceships? Oh, Kanye? Kanye. Like the Kardashian fleet. You know, <laughs> the those guys. The Kardashians attack. He's married to them. Like, he's just there. He needed help. You know, Jesus is all cool and all, but but everything else, easy, what it is. Um, he just, he's a little nuts. But the my favorite thing he ever said was right on the air when he was just flatly delivering the announcement of like who won the award. Yeah. He says George Bush doesn't care about black people. Oh yeah. Instead of his deliverable line, I found that funny though. Yeah. The fact that he would say something, whether it's true or not, was a he was speaking the truth he understood, and I found that great. Yeah. However, he is crazy, and he needed some help. And if they won't put him under conservatorship because he's fully like inside the hive that is the Kardashian uh, orbit, you know. There's something weird about that family, yeah. but for some reason he he got away with it. And Britney Spears is a yeah. woman, so she doesn't. Yeah, it's just terrible. Total just nonsense. terrible. And and he's way worse. He, he got way worse with some of the shit he was doing. Yeah. Odd. So, what do you call I, his I kid? What do they call the kid? It's North. not blank. North. Northwest. Northwest. <laughs> but then there's there was blanket with with Michael Jackson, and yeah, he was blanket. running rampant. Yeah, yeah, but he's well, one that could have used a conservative you know, Maybe we should chill on that issue because we have a friend who has uh, a difference of a understanding and, and maybe isn't ready to hear that, or do we want to just no, let it fly? No, it's fine. I mean, I think Michael Jackson kind of did it. I'm it seems like he did. Well, I understand where he went crazy, but I think he did I, it. I, yeah, after, uh, after seeing us. the interviews of... Um, Good artist or no, if he did it. Uh, of the the two guys who did the documentary, I was like, I, I kind of, I, I kind of. It makes so much sense. Too. I mean, the guy was well, abused. It, it does, his mind and, broke, and their and stories, at least to me, are extremely believable. Still did it. And and no um, excuse. Yeah. There's no excuse. Trauma does not excuse you from bad behavior. No. Uh, it's like no matter what happened to you, his dad was a dickhead, made him perform, and then gave him candy like once a week if they were good. Otherwise, gave him beatings with belts. Yeah. Did you perform well? No. Get a beating. You know? And all those kids are just so weird. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the most sane of them is Janet Jackson. Yeah. And she's she's just okay. You yeah. know? But then there's Latoya Jackson who just went way weird. Yeah. And that's the that's what I see in a lot of abused women. Like my cousin Audrey, abused by her father. Uh-huh. This is known. Yeah. Okay. And she is a shell. 
and she married another guy just like him, except he's a creep. He lives like he. Mm. The, the other guy was stern and evil, right? But this, and he would supply the food for the family, you know, like that yeah. cold kind of guy. And I hate him. Absolutely hate the guy. Um, uncle, supposedly, and I won't mention his name. But then again, she married a guy who then did something to her kids, of because course. she was the one who got that from her father. Yeah, it happens. These it these does. weird chains of evil, and it messes you up. Mm-hmm. But she didn't go and do it, and she, as far as I know, left him as soon as that happened. I don't know for well, sure, I, but he's always a creep. Every time you I, met him, I, I knew I he was got, a creep. Give, give and then her, finally, did give something. her kudos for leaving, though. A lot of women don't. I don't know for sure, but so. she's very like a mousy lady. She got real heavy and and lost her her not like the form of her face, yeah. not because of the heavy, but because of the sad. Yeah. This is what happens when you're just that abused. And like me, when I was dealing with re-stimulation of the stuff that had happened to me via the control right. of my situation, I was 200 pounds heavier and I had no shape. Yeah. I had no personality. I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. This is it today. I'm here. I'm still alive. I hope I'm not tomorrow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you can tell. So I thought. You, you, a lot I of no times, longer feel that way, and I'm glad. You, you, you can tell when people are in a good relationship or not. They simply get healthier. They get healthier. They look. They get more attractive. Yeah. You know, it just happens. It becomes like they're needed by the by the universe because love is needed. Yeah. You know, and so they get healthier. Yeah. So I, I I do find that people in good relationships do get more beautiful. Yeah. Um. And you can tell when people are not in good relationships. When they're miserable. They get, they get I, I let smaller. Slip, I let slip a, a, a quick perception I had. Yeah. Um, there was a guy, We were talking out in the back with some, the guys who found in this place a little, and one of their friends. And the guy mentioned that his wife was not a nerd at all, and she lets him do this sometimes, mm. go to this place or hang out with nerds. And I, I mentioned, I kind of got triggered on my ex, who was sort of the same way. She wasn't into it. She used to call me up in the middle of like D&D night once a month and like call me four times during the game just to annoy me and just to prove something you know call yeah. me by this and then one time I came home and she threw my cigarettes out because I was like half an hour late <sighs> threw my cigarettes out the into the snow you know and then hit like threw something at the wall just to miss me and make a point but she had no that fiery Latina spirit she was trying to do that act like her drama in her head yeah but she didn't have that she was just being coldly calculated about it she planned it all everything was just right there every cigarette broke one by one that's how she evil right so so anyway the guy said something about how his wife lets mm-hmm. him do this mm-hmm. and I was like you know what is this something about well, that sucks or something and that was all I said but then I was like shit I just made him realize because he was in the moment where he was trying to apologize for his wife yeah for being that way yeah and I did get a look at their situation and I can tell they're not happy health wise yeah. either of them um, they're just both tired he, he's in better better um emotional condition you can see in his face but at the same time he's not happy because she doesn't let him be him right and I only see that you you can tell who people are by the lines that end up on their face in some ways Mm -hmm. when I was sales I could tell when I was in sales I could tell who someone was by what kind of expression formed the lines on their face if they scowled a lot you work on them that way and you work on that and you have to be serious and take it seriously and all that they scowl a lot but they have this one worry line in the middle like you have. Yeah. Sometimes it goes away when we're just kind of being, <laughs> you know, our way. These things happen. Yeah. Um, but if they have the worry line like you and like Marissa, it's because you're concerned for other people. You you frown inward to solve the problem out of concern. Yeah. This is something you can tell. It, it's not judging books by cover. It's more like reading the book that's right there. Yeah. Your face is a book. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not the only thing to judge by. 
but it does determine your health, your spiritual health, your yeah. physical health. Everything can be seen right there in the face. And, and you don't just judge it right off, but if you see that line, you know that they're good people. The one you have. True. You think of others before you think of others. You're always squinting in on the problem. And that includes people. You're not doing that over the math you do at work. No. Nah. It's over the fact that you want to help people. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Little bits. And then you get that dimple. And you seem to only get that around me. Just kidding. Aww. You got a cute dimple. The smile. Thank you. The smile. <laughs> yeah. You got nice dimples, too. Do I? Yes. I worked on those. Yeah. You know I did? Yes, you when, told me that. Yeah, in high school, I wanted dimples. So I started working on it. <laughs> I would look in the mirror and get them. I was like, this is the face for dimples. And now I just naturally have dimples. <laughs> and that's sweet. You can work on that. A little bit of face shaping. You heal, you grow. Get your muscles right. Make yourself more symmetrical. But you can't really fix bone structure. No. And I think evil people sometimes have bone structure. Yeah. Like eyes too close together. I think, never mind. I have a theory on blue-green colorblindness being evil people. Not red, <laughs> blank, not red, green, because they make sense. But uh, blue, green, in particular, has something to do about the spectrum of their thought. It's a little evil. They're about, they're about a certain type of thing. The only person I knew that had blue, green color blindness was my step grandfather. Was he all right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm saying these are evil dudes, and it's a reincarnation penalty or something. Because honestly, there's something he about was, those colors. When my grandma was dying, dying in the hospital with cancer, he was. He was stealing the <coughs> flowers that my dad would send to her and giving them to his girlfriend. What is it? My, my step-grandfather. Step-grandfather. Step By the way, we're going to talk about step-relatives in a few minutes, and it's going to be about porn. So relax. Tell a story. This has nothing to do with your step-grandfather. But I'm going to tell you it's, some it's stuff. It's not really a story. It's just my when my grandmother was was dying dying in the hospital oh, with dear. cancer, Okay. my, my dad, because we lived you know, several states away. My dad would send her flowers and things like that to cheer her up. She never got any of them. He was intercepting them before... And giving to someone else? And giving giving them to his girlfriend. Oh, see, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's evil people. I apologize to any blue-green colorblind people, but I think that's karmic debt. Yeah. I'll explain why some other day. <laughs> I have a really solid opinion. Based on how color spectrum affects the way you think. But, uh, yeah, so I don't like that was... Yeah, so I'm not I'm not really a fan of him. What you see is what you get. But, oh, so okay. But um, he, he's the, he is the the father of, though of my 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 dad's half brothers and half sister, and they're the, cool. He's the father of your half uncles. Yeah. Which are uncles to me. We have this thing in my yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just explaining that my my dad was the only child common from law his parents. In my yeah. Growth. It, my my dad was an only child of his parents, so his his brothers and sister my half all this guy's sons. By, by blood, my half brothers were closer to me than my blood brothers. Yeah. Though one of my blood brothers may be a half brother, and I've heard alternately that it could be either one. Supposedly, mm. my mother did a lot of cheating, but she was schizophrenic and evil. Like you can be both. Yeah. It's not like the schizophrenic didn't make her evil. No. But she was reading the Bible to me from dawn till dusk, and used to throw knives at me, and then put an iron on my hand just because spoil the rod. Spare the rod and spoil the child kind of mm -hmm. thing. And so I used to put her to sleep for like three days out of depression by hitting her in that religion thing that yeah. she had wrong. I'd say, I don't think Jesus loves you. <laughs> or something like that. She'd go to sleep, leave me alone, locked in a room for a few days. I got to read. I had an encyclopedia. Yeah. That, that's like a precious memory in a certain way. Wow. That's when I learned that I could actually use the situation without being manipulative per se, but it was self-defense. Mm -hmm. I used to do that. 
I know. as a kid. And I used to count raindrops. So like, they seem to fit the same pattern sometimes. Well, when you're locked in a room for Yeah, I'd sit out and look at the time. window. There was a yeah. time when I had to pee out the window because she didn't let me out to the bathroom. Yeah. Kids made fun of me in the neighborhood. Whatever. Well, but at least I was away from her. And yeah. she locked me in this room for days. Like when she locked me in all day to learn to tie my shoes. I couldn't figure that out. You know, under abuse, but I did learn to read at three. But it had to be smart. I think I'm clever, but not any smarter than anyone else. Yeah. A little faster mind, because that's why I'm so fast with it. Because of the severe abuse as a kid. Right. Brutal. Real brutal. Imagine a schizophrenic woman worse than the lady from Misery. Yeah. Except she didn't, like, hobble me, but she did burn my hand with an iron on purpose. Yeah. Uh, and she was real, you know? Yeah. So, that was childhood trauma. That's no excuse for me to be evil. Right. And in fact... It's sort of like the, it made me get that detective mindset where like, you know how a, uh, a criminal profiler has to know all about that mind. Right. And so I've learned about evil people in a certain way. Yeah. But I am, I'm kind of susceptible to people who act like her. Mm-hmm. There's an aspect of, um, the wild aspect of our former roommate. Yeah. When she got crazy, it was sort of reminding me of that and it re-triggered me. And that's yeah. why when I got in a car accident and realized that I actually wanted to live for the first time. Because of you. Yeah. I went nuts trying to solve the house problem. Yeah. And I couldn't fix it without getting angry. Yeah. And I couldn't do that because she was living here. Yeah. But I had to figure out how to subtly, I don't know, sort myself out, I guess, while also avoiding weird barbs that would come in from the two roommates who were trying to push me over the edge to make themselves look good. Yeah. Because I was a crazy guy. This is wrong, you know? Long story shorter, (laughs) finally, I think we need to avoid people who are just narcissistic yeah. and um, overly dramatic about things that do matter. Yeah. Like they, 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 they bullshit their way through life and they live in soap operas that I've, this is what I've learned about these kinds of people, narcissists. They live in a weird genre that they made up uh-huh. and everything has to be a big drama. Now, this this roommate that had me uh, freaking out is not the real problem. Is her, her, her husband, her boyfriend, who was a drama club kind of guy and very much about his own dick. Everything was about him. And I think he did some gross things around the house. Because remember that song you wrote, It's Okay to Masturbate? It's a whole song you wrote. Yeah. And he, he he's always about dicks. Creep me out. And because I'm weird on that particular issue of men hitting on me against my will. Yeah. Because of another thing that yeah. led on because I was led through misery systems, yeah. you know, in life. I, I ended up in child systems and and uh, I did get abused. Not I was, I was prone to it. Um, one thing someone told me, and I won't say who... But if someone who wasn't that great, but they did admit something else. They said something to me about how it seemed like you had a stink on you. A stink on you when you've been raped. Mm. It seems to attract the other well, I've, demons. I've, we call, I've, you know, you say I've, there's like two, peop- two types of humans. Yeah. I think these are the other type of humans that catch your scent once you're wounded. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard that. that I believe that in that people spiritual who, warfare who stuff. Been, and they smell you. Well, and, and I mean, a lot of times child predators will, will target the kid who's already been abused yeah, by somebody else. He's, he's so already it's already ready, okay you know? He's already pre-groomed and he doesn't, he, he, he tra- yeah. he's too broken, you know? Yeah, there's... And I, I hate that shit. Uh, here's how they get rid of me. A guy named Chet, of all things. Uh, in in uh, English Cockney slang, they, mm-hmm. they have a term called Chester. It's a rhyme for Chester the Molester. Right. So this guy was named Chet. And his woman was virtually a bag lady. She'd go to the supermarket and catch everything they threw out, particularly ice cream and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she would lure the neighborhood boys up, okay, to get free ice cream. Yeah. So you'd eat some freezer-burned, like a bowl of freezer-burned cookies and cream ice cream, I remember. And uh, it was free ice cream because I was eating out of it. My dad was a 
doing bad that time. He, he went away into someone's house for a few days, and I didn't get any food, so I was eating out of the trash. Mm-hmm. I went with him to hang out, Jeez. and he didn't let me in the house because they were in there doing drugs, including mushrooms. They smoked mushrooms, and I smelled it, only noticing what it was later when I accidentally, well, I didn't accidentally, I was smoking weed, and they added some mushroom powder left over, mm-hmm. and I smelled it. It's the worst chemical, weird fungal smell. I was like, that's the smell my dad was doing under, under the door, because I went to the door, I didn't knock or anything, because yeah. he was hanging out in Chet's house, of all things. He didn't know that was going on. Uh-huh. And so I was standing outside Chet's house. But long long story short, I was kind of, they groomed him in a way, uh-huh. because he was, a, he was susceptible to drugs, to yeah. get close to me. I looked like Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as a kid, so I guess to a child molester, I was an attractive kid. Yeah. I had blonde hair and looked just like the, 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 the first movie. Yeah. I've seen a picture, and I was like, wow, I look just like the kid, and maybe that's why the guy grabbed me. So this little whimsical uh, fucker, you know, they, they love the whimsy child molesters. They, they always want to be all, like, fancy about it, you know? It's like, uh, this is why I say, you know, like, um, anyway, they're the kind of guy that would ride a unicycle with knuckle buster jean shorts and, and a <laughs> handlebar mustache as a child molester to me. That's why I make fun of them. I have a character I call Mr. Chesterfield, as in the field of all Chesters. Because of this check. So what happened was I got some ice cream a few times, just like all the neighborhood kids. But she was grooming us, pre-grooming us, for the sake of her husband, because that's her man. Yeah. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah, well, So it, we call, I call, and people who abuse, we call that woman a Sheila. As in, like, Australian for hooker, as we're in prison, uh, like prison colony. Uh-huh. She's a Sheila. And she's the one who lures for the sake well, that, of that, her that's man. Well, that's like, uh, uh, what's her name, Ghislaine Maxwell was, uh is I believe she's in jail she's right hooker, now you know? but like she, she was the one who would it, it, she she helped uh, Jeffrey Epstein get his his abuse who uh, Ghislaine Maxwell Ghislaine Maxwell what happened she was she, she was she she, w- she? she was uh, not familiar with Jeffrey Jeffrey Epst- Epstein's Jeffrey Epstein the guy got help. killed because he knew too much about such chomo right child muster rings well i mean he was he was he got caught so they killed that guy they have these weird um patterns and i i i I won't get too far into the other stuff with bitcoin and stuff but i helped work on some stuff to catch them like the fact that they can use and would use uh bitcoin wallets as binary code because you use time stamped everything that moves so you have a zero wallet and a one wallet and you can send any damn data including child porn just by little transactions in bitcoin Mm-hmm. So I let some people know that my friend worked at the NSA, mm-hmm. told him that, and I think that helped with Silk Road. I didn't mm-hmm. get paid, but I'm a smart guy, and I tell people stuff, and I don't ask for money in return. Yeah. But that's been a concern of mine my whole life. Yeah. Like I told you with the Satoshi thing, there were eight of us. Yeah. I was only the. I wasn't the programmer. Yeah. So it. it I don't have my Bitcoin. I threw it out when I went to the mental institution. The whole computer went away. Yeah, it's okay. But it was mined, and in the um, PGP signed messages, there are messages about the game I'm about to come out with. It was proof for later uh-huh. that I did it. Yeah. That I did that much. I mined blocks 1 through 33. And I tell people they don't believe me because it sounds insane, but that's a good thing. I used to say the, the, worst, the best thing in the world is to be underestimated. You know? Mm-hmm. Because they'll never see you coming. So I was working late at night, zombied out, dissociative and brilliant, because I am, mm-hmm. and I was helping. Yeah. And I was trying to, particularly, I knew that Bitcoin would be useful for underground markets and if trackable in a way they didn't understand, and it was in all the white papers, that you couldn't track it, that you could track it. They said you, you 
No, no, it's totally trackable. I'm telling a, another. But yeah, it's totally trackable and always was. Uh -huh. But it's trackable in a way that is not obvious. Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon style. There's nothing, no such thing within a finite universe which is not trackable. Yeah. Anyway, long story done. I've always cared about that issue, and that's been what I did for 20 years while I was miserable with someone abusing me. On my side, I was doing that and also working on a different game, and it's actually got hints about that game uh, mm -hmm. in the, the PGP thing, because we were working on, initially the idea was on IRC with a man named, um, what I, I, right now my mind is intentionally being blanked. Anyway, the guy I worked with was an IRC guy, initial guy, he was second Satoshi. Uh -huh. We came up with the idea because I was my D&D character from high school and I told a guy named Sean McCormick that my samurai was Satoshi Nakamoto. Mm -hmm. He was going to be a ronin um, samurai from Evil Empire. Uh. Okay? That was his name. And I mentioned it because we were going to play D&D together. So if he ever remembered, he could vouch that that was the name of the character. Mm -hmm. And that was the legend. Because we were working on creating um, sort of a... The idea was we were complaining about how much gas cost in Sweden. His name's Thomas. And he's, he wrote a, a story on Wattpad called Second, as in Second Satoshi. Uh -huh. They talked about his hints, and he printed the block PGP signed messages from my blocks as uh -huh. part of that story. It's a it's called a quiz chain, and it's not really on Wattpad anymore. But I've seen he has a, the whole story summarized, but not the clues anymore. Mm -hmm. Long, longer <laughs> again. It was working with people, kind of an yeah. underground. I was trying to be a, I guess what's his name? My inspiration was uh, Abby Hoffman. I always hated money, but I wanted to fuck it up, but mainly do good with it. Yeah. And so I did that part. And I tell people occasionally when I'm feeling exuberant. But it's not, I don't have the money, and it's not for the money. I didn't yeah. think it was going to turn into anything, but I thought it would be used for underground bullshit. Yeah. And uh, that was the point. It was designed to catch them via meta-contextual programming. Tor router and that connect in a way that actually does other stuff that they don't know about. So using both, using all that constellation of child porn stuff where they hide viruses, they use viruses to hide their child porn on your computers, and they have an underground network on your computer. The darknet is run on your computer via viruses if you have them. Yeah. And so we were using all this shit that they were doing via open source projects to actually track them. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, that was the thing. We came up with that idea because we were trying to create something called, like in, in a game called Shadowrun, there's something called Cred Sticks New Yen, they call them. It's a cred stick where you can use a, a credit stick, a, a, a trustless system uh -huh. where you plug in your credit stick and get paid for doing a, a job as a cyberpunk game and so we wanted to create something like that because we were both gamers and he was doing some really cool stuff with IRC where he could pop up a video and you could play a game live in a chat program hmm. it was just chat he was doing meta contextual programming which is getting the program to glitch in ways that are not glitches like a stray comma causes a weird glitch that causes a program to come together because of his knowledge of all the other programs now, he was the guy who really got that together. Mm -hmm. But I was there for blockchain, mm. the idea of that. And we just talked it out. I did the high concept, broad, yeah. but I did not have the focus to do a lot of it. I did a mock-up of the program. He improved it to perfect. And that's what we did. So that's why NSA was interested in me, because my friend Nate was NSA. Yeah. And then <laughs> he came over because I was working on that. He met me in Connecticut afterwards and jumped in my D&D group. Yeah. And he was interested, but he always was working. So I figured that out easy and all that. Long story, done. I'm sorry I went there. Okay. And I, I talked about that on the Satoshi episode, but I was just filling my guts on that. 
Yeah. And it sounded like a nuts person. But there was real stuff there, and there still is. I have none of that money. Most of us have dispersed. Some mm -hmm. have died. And that money's not coming out. Yeah. It was a point of catching people. And people claim that they were. But none of those people were. Like McAfee and yeah. and uh, the other guy, Craig Wright, who claims he's Satoshi because no one will. Yeah. I will. I'm nuts. Yeah. But anyway, there's eight of us called Eight Immortals. And that's why I did that crypto puzzle. Friends, our friends sent me that. The, the two paths on that crypto puzzle, one image that found hundreds of images via Photoshop editing right. representing... 22 Hebrew letters mm. as uh, layer effects in Photoshop. So anyway, using all that, there were two paths. The money, a reward of um, basically $100,000 worth of Bitcoin when it started down to 40 by the time it was found. Mm -hmm. If you went the easy way and just counted the flames, you found money. But if you went another path, it was truth versus beauty was a hint. Would you yeah. seek beauty without truth? Or do you seek truth and then beauty? Uh -huh. Well, I went with beauty because I was needing love. Yeah. And first image I found was a red queen <laughs> so someone out there knows that we need to be together <laughs> and and that's she used to dress as a red queen so I knew what when I saw that that was my wife I believe in more than just the crypto I I think there's more yeah and and there was destiny there and I found hundreds of images that showed me more by crossing the image over, contrary qualities led mm -hmm. to images. Yeah. And then you saw them. Yeah. You saw enough of them. They're on my blog. Yeah. And so I didn't win the money. I wasn't going for the money unless it was true, valid. If I could somehow get there by only seeking the story, mm -hmm. it would have been great. But I didn't get more. I got you. That's enough. <laughs> who knows who knew you? I think Ken knew you. I think Ken, they knew you were a widow and that you were the Red Queen, the one I needed. Yeah. I think Ken was working on stuff like that. Because what we found in the house was very much network. Oh, yeah. A lot of us were working this damn problem. And not all of us were naming each other. So that was that. And that's what I did for 20 years. And now... <laughs> it's worth it. But Ken passed away and some friend must have moved the thing. They, yeah. they bumped us. Because he just died when I started working on... I, you know... It was it was all together. Sorry about that, guys. That's all right. That's why. Home. Yeah, you are. I love you. I'm sorry. It's, it's I went fine. on that. But I do believe in more than just. If it isn't for love, then what the fuck is love? It, true. You know. Yeah. And true love kills evil. Yes. So here we are, and we have a show. It's trying to help with that. Yeah. So oh. be honest to each other and start looking a little deeper into life. And start looking at the worrying lines on someone's face if you don't think that their face is smooth enough. Because maybe that means that they care about something that you might care about. You know, I wonder if th th there's something. Do you need a minute? I'm okay. I'll hear you. Yeah. But I'm just, it, it just it, broke something in there. It's been holding back. Okay. Uh, an acceptance of something. Okay. Admission. Yeah. Anyway, That's I good. love you. Yeah. I believe in fate. I call it Moira's is bigger than destiny. Well, Moira. It, it, um, that is something. Like, have you? It's I've a noticed. Pattern yeah, I've noticed, especially, you know, uh, certain TV, TV shows and usually like reality TV shows. You see, mostly women, but some men. 
that have gotten so much plastic surgery that yeah. their face is like they lose their plastic their, they lose their ability to express their but spirit what what if part of the reason they do that is, is to mask themselves yeah they want to hide they don't want anyone to know what they feel yeah they feel that they're vulnerable unless they have that flat face and they lose a certain part yeah. of their soul in a way and, and i'm just like i, I it's like I find I find those people. You know, I'm not talking about you know a nose job. I understand. I'm talking about that. that you know, they've gotten They're the like cheek implants and and the lip implants legs. and 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 their, their <coughs> face looks so plastic at that point. But I wonder if at least a part that is to hide their true face. You know. Right. It may be to hide their true face and they go yeah. crazy with it. Um, there's a yeah. song I'm going to show you okay. later after the show. It's called "It's Worth It for the Feeling," and mm -hmm. it has a Queen of Hearts figure that I think of when I think of you. Not you could, the, not because the person, I mean, but honestly, you. I see when I see somebody like that, I'm immediately. It's about such people. I'm immediately creeped out. I'm immediately creeped out. I don't Re trust Rebecca Black. I I don't trust people who've got that much surgery going on. I don't, I don't. I don't trust anyone without a minor vice in a world of evil. Like, if you're walking around a neighborhood and someone's saying they don't smoke ever, they're hiding something. It's not that they have to smoke, but they, they get on your, you know? If someone's yeah. hiding something and they don't don't allow them a vice, because they're hiding a bigger vice. Yeah. And that vice is something to look for. It'll show in every behavior. Do they glance too hard at a little kid? Honestly. Yeah. It tends to be something like that. They're hiding a dark secret when they insist on being so uptight because they yeah. don't want to get caught and they don't quite understand what's normal. Yeah. They're not human. Yeah. It, it's and they're not dangerous anymore it, it's yeah i don't know and there, there's just so, something you just have uh, to clean up some messes there, there's something about that that's it does it creeps me the hell out it gives me a very bad feeling it creeps me the hell out too anyone who's hiding so hard i'm just gonna look right through the cracks their makeup cracks and they don't even notice yeah they're always just like hey buddy uh you know the, it's always a little bit and, of that. and I don't I, I and and I don't Something obvious and to me it's just on the surface level it's like it's I don't like, understand how anybody could find that attractive nothing nothing about them here's what I think happens they somehow confuse hunger because these creatures are like demons almost they can they, they, they conflate hunger and sexuality they don't ever give back I've heard of people who found out they were with a child molester and they've always been the worst in bed mm. right and they're always self-sexual yeah. You know, I call them, like, they're always interested in self-improvement. You know, like, they always have to be the best. Like, those guys on, um, I'm doing the voice that I hate about them. It, it's like, okay, uh, they're the guys who call you cucks, but they're virgins, if, if they're young. The, mm -hmm. They're the people who go to the pickup artists to manipulate women. These are the people who have forums about this stuff, and they collect child porn. This is yeah. the community of such people. <sighs> and when they get up, like, if they're lucky enough to be handsome, sort of, yeah. They will become like some sort of guru, as if like a like a weird uh, hive king or something. There are like self-sexual males, or whatever, usually yeah. males. Usually but males. But then they have the females that may be males in the female body, and I don't mean transgender. It's like they have this male soul that mm -hmm. is. It's like I call it an ultra male. Mm -hmm. They're overly male, um, because they they don't have the idea of of giving back to the other. A good man is is, yeah. is equal to a woman, but this guy has to be the best. And yeah. then before he's the worst. Dominance. Dummy. Dummery. Like, their dominance is what they, yeah, what kills them.
And that's why if you throw a hierarchy at them, you they will never, they will bow to hierarchy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to get too deep in their psychology, but there's a method for fighting assholes like that when you see them. They will always, to an adult, they're a, they're a pussycat, you know? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. When you're being a real man. Mm-hmm. But if you're a child, it's wickedness. It's like evil uh, incarnate eating. They eat you in a certain way. They try to eat your heart. That's what they get from it. Like, they suck your whole light out. And then you have to grow back. But luckily, I think good people heal. Because love heals you. It's the only thing to give your heart back. Yeah. So, don't worry about not having love yet. There's always somewhere that you might find it. Even if you're listening to this podcast because we're funny, love is out there if you have a good heart. That's your soulmate calling. Mm. All you have to do is follow it. You have to bump, bounce around the country like I did. And then land right there. And then I saw I saw a blue circuit we talked about. Yeah. Uh, just to cle- appeared as soon as you stood up to have a cigarette with me. <laughs> I knew you were you were my wife. I told the kids as soon as I met them, I want to marry your mother. It was like the same weekend I met <laughs> yeah. them. But at least it was right. I knew I was going to be with you forever. Yeah. But that's it. Even if you're listening to a love podcast because we're mainly funny... And we talk mostly about, like, true crime and, and Whatever all that. Whatever flows our boat that way. Right. It, it's not so much that we're showing off or something. No. We're just showing you that, that love is for everybody. And you don't have to be perfect to right. have love the, either. Yeah. Because neither of us are perfect. No, 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 no. no you're perfect. <laughs> I am not. You're, right, whatever. <laughs> but the thing is, think of, think of the other person first, and you'll always get where you're going. Yeah. And maybe you don't know where yet. Yeah. Just look around and remember that everyone you had a little bit of light from. Like, I always said that everyone I ever loved in this lifetime was um, a way of seeing you. Hmm. For example, you have the beauty of the first love I've had. I had mm-hmm. Lenore. Yeah. You look like her to me. Uh-huh. You have everything about her. Her big personality that doesn't have to push. You just stand there and glow. <laughs> and you, you, you know, I'm in orbit in a certain way around you. But I'm so fast, it works. Yeah. And we cover the same amount of ground. But you have the bigger steps. And this isn't worship or anything. It's just understanding that you're the one who's at peace with yourself. Yes. And I'm the one that's got to fix myself and fix the problem when I see it. But mainly I'm not working on myself as much anymore. Because love. Yeah. You can heal anything. Yeah, I agree. And it will. There's These guys aren't aren't the winning story in life. Oh, no. It's a romance story. It's a love story. Everyone should have that. Male, female, any... I think everyone's straight if they have true love. This is why I, I, don't, I don't understand that whole straight gay thing. There's nothing... Huh? You know, people say straight or gay, a way of putting sexual gender oh. stuff. I don't believe in, 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 in gay orientation. I believe that whoever you're straight for is your soulmate. That's what I mean. Straight to them is kind oh, of the okay. thing I did. Okay, That's why I, I, I consider it's it's a thing you have to say, and I like I say local colloquial. It's almost like a fad in history. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get it changed that anyone who has a soulmate is is straight. Yeah. Doesn't matter what their their genitals are. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. You're just straight. Yeah. You're straight because you're not this this situation where these guys have to be pansexual unicyclists and they're hipsters. <laughs> they're always fucking hipsters too. In a certain way, they're like, hey, I used to play a little D&D, hot, hot, hot. They don't get it. They don't fucking get the game of what you're doing, ever. They're just alien, and yet monsters. Because once they're getting their pain from you, that's all they want. Mm. 
Yeah, that's kind of a dark way to put it. But the whole point is love heals that and love blocks that. Yeah. Because they can't get to us anymore. Like, all the narcissists kind of fell out of our life once we found each other. Yes, true. And there's no power they have over us. True. And it's not just the, the child molesters, but the narcissists that are in their orbit. Mm-hmm. Same kind of, they're not, they're not doing the same thing, but they have the same kind of evil. Yeah. In a certain way. They use people up. Yeah. And don't let them keep going. <laughs> I'm not talking to you per se. I know. But also you. Your turn. I'm sorry. It's called the wisdom love. It's about this big, and it's full of all kinds of fruits. Okay. That's what I call that. This is where I spit out whatever I've learned for my whole lifetime, like Doogie Howser. <laughs> so, thanks for giving me this outlet. Yeah, well, these, I mean, this is part of the reason we do the podcast is because it, for some reason, it just kind of promotes an actual conversation. Despite about, the fact that I do have more than half well, of Well, I mean, it, it depends on your mood. Yeah. You, you I, I just babble. But I try to get that out. Yeah. The right stuff. And it's okay. And wander towards it. And, it, 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 uh, goodness, it, it's, it is, it has been, I, you know, over the years, I have the best friends in the entire world, you know? You attract good people. And I, in that, in that, and that also attracts bad people but you don't have enough room for them anymore, thankfully. Yeah, it's funny. Um, Marissa and I were, 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 were talking about that on the porch. Brother in love. That, you know, I, like... Like, Ryder is, Ryder is very tough on the outside and he's a complete softy on the inside. He's, and A lot of people are. Yeah. The walls are there to keep you out because once you're in, it's hard to ever right. get ready and to Right, and I, I totally out. get it. That wonderful. And, and, um... But luckily those people don't have that. And it's like, I'm the complete opposite. I'm completely soft on the outside, but I'm like... You let them in until they fuck it up. <laughs> I'm the same way. And I'm like, um, steel on the inside. I understand that. I've seen a lot of libertarians, like, center libertarians. I consider myself a left libertarian mm-hmm. because, honestly, when we get robots doing it, everyone should have everything for free. You know what I mean? As soon as it's free enough that no one has to be your slave to give it to you, yeah, I'm cool with it. But until then, we do it the way it is. Right. We, we deal with reality and then we fix it. Yeah. You know, uh, but 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 a libertarian mindset tends to be the one where you put up the damn walls, and then if someone gets behind them, you hire them and give them a chance because you like the idea of a, another person who wants to go and be independent later. Mm-hmm. Train them up and let them go. Yeah. That's kind of the libertarian mindset, or at least keep good people who want to work with you on the same project. Yeah. But it's a little looser working for a libertarian. Right. So I appreciate them so much because they keep those walls up. They say, you know, you could get shot if you keep walking through people's yards, one guy said to me. Mm-hmm. But he, he helped me get out of the area and find, help try to help me find my dog. Ah. And he was there. He's like, you know, had you not looked like a decent guy, I might have shot you. Yeah. This was in Florida when I was walking around crazy trying to yeah. find my dog because of right. you know, weird stuff going on. Uh, about the time I went to the hospital and the Bitcoin thing. Yeah. So I was working on maximum brain stuff at yeah. that time and I overloaded you know yeah um but but they're always good people and uh trust libertarians more than you, than you think because they're about like gay weddings mm-hmm. like free medicine medicinal marijuana and stuff and they're okay with guns I mean I'm okay with bows and arrows so I might as well be okay with guns <laughs> I had a problem with that living in the north honestly yeah the propaganda yeah I got over it they're just a tool and you have a gun in a safe. Mm-hmm. Never once saw it, and I'm glad. But I would never ever be at risk of using it on myself again. Oh no! I used to be. 
Yeah, well, it. Like, it, it, it be it's quick to get out of here. It's 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 locked and try up and and you know uh, and uh, yeah, it, that's just just in case. That's yeah. all it's for. But I'm glad you have it. Yeah. Because you know how to use it. Well, that and I mean, it's like we live out in the country, and it's yeah. like we can't expect the police to be here. You know, I mean, the in a timely manner. Do target practice when they get drunk. And they sometimes shoot oh the sign that's kind of on our lawn a little. Yeah, that 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 does it creeps bother. us out. But they're not shooting at anybody. They're just shooting at the damn sign. Yeah. And it's a little bit redneck, and then it's yeah. fine. They're not evil. They're just a little careless with their toy. You know. Yeah. It's not the same thing as shooting at somebody. Yeah, and and then. But I still had to talk to him. We did. We talked to the neighbor who will talk to them. The guy who talks sense to them because he's family or something. Yeah. Because uh, there's a bunch of families that right around us. You know, it, it it it's okay. It's just for self defense. And I mean, honestly, if you if you live out in the country, you do need to, especially use you, maximum effect against a lethal threat. Yeah. You, do, you just don't sit there fucking around with like I'm yeah. gonna learn karate or I'm gonna carry a thing. Well, yeah, like, and it, and, it and, and I'm eyes. like just you know nine one one is great, but if you live, you know, ruin your if you life. live so far from the nearest police station. The chances of the police getting there in time to actually help you. Yeah, country people need the standing your ground law, but yeah. you can't lure someone in your house just to kill them or something. No, there is abuse of every law. Yeah, but it's uh, it's something that might be mitigated by proper training on weapons. I don't yeah, think you should well, be able to buy a gun the first time you heard of one. Yeah, you know, like hey, I like this idea for a gun. Can I just go buy it three days later? It's in my pocket. What the fuck are you doing with that? In a certain way, like a like a car, maybe you need a little training to get the license. And then once dead, yeah. cool. Buy as many as you like. Well, I mean, at least train people uh, in on South Carolina. Use you, of a you, you don't. You, in South Carolina, you don't have to have a license to purchase no. a gun. Yeah. But if you're going to carry it around with you, you do. Open carry. That's another thing altogether. I mean, around yeah. here, it is sort of a thing where you have to shoot a deer to eat. So yeah, yeah everyone should learn that, and they probably learn that from their dad or their their uncle or yeah. someone relative or their mom, uh -huh. especially nowadays. I mean, always their mom. If you live out in the country, the mom's hunting. Uh huh. Hunting, you know. Yeah. It's important. In the country, if you have to, if you grew up with a family tradition of feeding yourself, it's a way to get family together and go hunt. Yeah. And they're gonna eat the the the, the deer. Yeah. And vegans aside, you know. Yeah. I actually find vegans very suspicious. <laughs> I think they're undead. <laughs> personally, trying to steal that white light. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. So they act like plants. I have a theory on vegans. Uh, they act just like plants. And so do these other guys, the non-human humans. Well, they they seek light, okay, uh -huh. our light. They are, they 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 leach the mineral from from everything, ah. and then they are they need water, and they don't get water, which I consider our tears, right? They drink ah. our tears. <laughs> this is poetic, but it's also a little mathematical. Don't this is alchemy. So these guys are just like plants. Oh my god, they're weird, and they're walking around like people. <laughs> or pod people. I think they got a secret little it's thing. It's the day of the triffids. Yeah, but the thing about those child muster rings is they're very hard to break up because what they do is they close ranks hard. Oh, yeah. They always close ranks and they will let the one guy get caught and that's the honor that they do. He's going to get killed in prison, but the whole thing's happy again. You know, yeah. via sub chatter that yeah, um, found out about. I, I was listening to a podcast. They try to get into denial mode as soon as possible. Denial mode. They, I was listening to a podcast uh, about the camp that was in the 70s and the early 80s in Georgia that, you know, one of, some pretty famous serial killer went there, but it was supposed to be a, a, like, 
kind of a wilderness retreat for wayward boys type yeah. things. And it, all it was was a big fucking pedophile ring. What was it? It was a wilderness retreat for boys? Yeah, and eventually it, eventually they got a girls camp too. Of course, great. Yeah, let's mix it up, guy. We yeah. found one pedophile that likes girls. Let's let's start one for you, so you shut the fuck up. Yeah, and it know? was it was fu- and it went on they for just, for years. They're self supporting was... assholes, and then they end up forming stuff like Nambla, and they have open meetings, and they go on TV. Oh, they are so delusional. Like I don't understand why they're not all just hunted down, because I think yeah. that would extinct their species. But but the guy who's who's stuck... not human, they don't mate. The, the the guy the guy who who started the camp was one of these assholes that you know can considered you know sex between adult males and teenage boys as a normal rite it's, of passage thing. It's not a normal rite of passage. Cheat. There's the, the okay. So Romeo and Juliet law. We talk about this oh. when there's an age consideration. You know, and also in the ancient world, in the ancient world, sixteen fertile. That's just an adult woman, right? Yeah. About 16 maybe, right? Where they're actually fertile enough and they've had a few years talking to their mother and their aunts about the whole situation uh-huh. and then whatever that world was. Yeah. I think that there's a maturity that a woman gets well, about I 16 mean, honest, and up. I, it, well, and, and you think about it, I mean, the life expense, expectancy was much less than two. So but you have to start having children There's inappropriate levels of this relationship oh my God, situation yeah. too. A 16-year-old girl can then choose with her peers... To do what she wants, to you know, within a healthy family relationship and understood, yeah. like you talk to her about how it works. If you've taught her and she decides to do something, that's her business as long as she's safe, yeah, right. But you don't need her hanging out with the forty-year-old dude who wants to hang out in place of D and D. Like, hey, I like D and D. Let me hang out, bruh, or sis, or whatever the hell you do. You know, you don't need that. It's inappropriate. Yeah, it's it's disgusting. Right, but Absolutely. age age is not just a number. No. It is a factor in life. Maturity is important, and yeah. maturity differences are very important. Mm-hmm. The thing I figure out, I figured out, is that these guys are very hierarchical. They have chomo rings that are concentric. Yeah. Uh, the the big ones would be running that cruise ship that Epstein was working with. Ugh. That's the big boys. Those are the heroes, right? Ugh. And then down there they have the drones, the little guys, who are tech oriented, right? Almost as if a, an ant colony. Mm-hmm. Uh, drones. You going to the bathroom? Yeah. I will keep it running. Uh, I'll keep talking for a minute and I'll finish okay. up. All right. You don't have to hear this unless you want to hear it later. Okay. So here's my theory on their like hierarchy. Okay, so um, yeah. Well, the thing about these hierarchical people is that they cannot fairly have sex with anybody because number one can never have sex with number two because there's a power disparity. Now, number two can never have sex with number three and thus they should not ever have sex. If you're hierarchical about people in general, you tend to fall towards this. This power disparity, who's better, who's up, and who's down. My insecurity with my wife is a whole different matter than inequality because she considers me equal, and thus I have to believe her, you know? But these guys are always trying to be the winner, and that's why they can never have sex. It's just unfair, and it's power disparity. They like the age difference as power. If it's about power with sex, you're going to lose. And, uh, and they don't really care about any other being but themselves. They consider themselves sexual. They're egotists who are gay for themselves. Anyway, so that's yeah. that's the gist of where I was going with that, but I can go on and on. And, it, and Janelle's back, and she's got the wiser voice on anything. Well, I just... I just have the what One of the statistics thought. they and quoted on this podcast is, you know, uh, something like one in... 
this is uh, well the the I think it was one in four girls at some point are are sexually as abused as children and one in this seven is, this, boys in this culture that in culture this, I should say not this culture our culture here but that culture the rest of that area out there it is common one yeah. in four women have had some sort of essentially rape happen to them that's that's terrible and, and my brother Chris was denied up and down and then damn did yeah. he not turn out possibly actually I believe he did touch a girl and that's why I don't talk to him anymore he's a drunk and I believe he, he had there was a babysitting situation he's yeah and I, I accused of sneaking into a room and I buy it the way he acts and especially how shameful he is yeah um, of all people my brother yeah you know but whatever but it this is it's like just, a constellation of evil. Once it, it hits the family, it goes to any one week. It's like a virus. And unfortunately, it hits the weak. But no amount of abuse is an excuse. No, no, not not at all. It's just, it, it's... That's, that's why he's no longer my brother in my mind. Once I, once I came to terms with the idea that he was one of them, and I don't mean false accusation. I, I struggled very hard. Oh, no, I, I know. never believed that he would be. Yeah, I know. But he's a, he's a drunk... And uh, he's a constant drunk, like leaving Las Vegas level drunk every damn day. And, and, and the, the issue I had is, like, if he's that drunk, how the hell does he remember what right. he did? I've seen him do things he would claim he never did. Yeah. Like hitting the neighbor's mailbox when he was driving the third car in two weeks that he had to crash. And he ran over someone's mailbox and claimed, no, nah, I didn't. You know, he's in denial because of his abuse. But then at the same time, something fucked up happened. Because I think it hits a family, right? Yeah. I got hit. Yeah. Uh... And I didn't do that shit. Right. You know? But I think he got hit by my grandfather because mm. he was a fucking creep. And then, of course, he raised a son who was the same damn way. Right. As if they infect your family, like pod people, and he got that damn infection, and that doesn't excuse him. No. If you fought it, you might, you know, heal. I understand there's, there's a weird thing where some kids, some people stay kids in their mind forever. Like Michael Jackson. Then I mean, when you're running he, Schneider's he Bakery... Like yeah. Which is another thing that I, I was interested in, say. I was working on with mm -hmm. friends. Uh, we were looking at a Time's Up, time's up situation. That was uh. a key to kick ass. It was hashtag this go, you know? Um, but anyway, Shire's Bakery was a chomo ring, essentially. Mm -hmm. They were trying to pimp out those girls on those shows. Always these, like, mature-looking girls that were just young enough. Yeah. And then they'd have these beach parties that were casting couches where you had to sit in the hot tub your parents had to leave so they'd figure out where you're going to be on the new show. Oh, and it was like, particularly two guys they, they specifically talked about. The leader, Schneider, the guy from uh, uh, Head of the Class. Okay, so he's a yeah. big round boy, as yeah. I call him. The cute guy who's always going to be a perpetual kid. Hey, I'm just like you. I'm 48. And, and we're hanging out because, hey, I'm a kid at heart. Kid at heart. Then he has a girl's lying down doing foot fetish stuff. Uh, specifically delivering lines like Ariana Grande had to do by eating something off her foot and pouring ketchup all over herself. I think uh, the other, Victoria, um, in the show Victoria's had to pour ketchup on her foot. And it was like weird. He had a foot fetish, and that's why his logo was a foot. It was a signal to child molesters to watch Nickelodeon. He was doing, like, real, quote, arty shit. Yeah. And uh, it was just like a little sitcom. You're a kid now. You're watching this. And hell, the show's entertaining. But I didn't think of it that way because I had that level of dissociation where I was like, nope daily life with my son Ethan he likes watching his appropriate shit and then later on the other night at night flip off do the other thing and that was my dissociation level I had total switch 
where I'd go in to like you, kill him. You know what's funny? It's like I I never. And that's how I, I went. When crazy. when you got past um, when I was um, crazy, you can't. When when the, when you, the Nickelodeon got past the you can't do that on yeah. television phase. Yeah, slime I, and all that. I could not watch it. I liked that I, show. I didn't. Less I like that and, show. No, I like that show. Less Lie but, was fine. Like that was a good but, show. But uh, the once they got was past the, that, oh, and, I heard that, and they got Chef into that. all these other time. shows. It's like I didn't want my kids watching those, and it, I, I had nothing to do with what you're talking about because I didn't know about any of that. Right, right, right. But they it took just, that down. They, they what, actually. What bothered me about all those shows is that in all those shows, the females were clever and smart. And all the guys, including yeah. the adult guys, were dumb as fuck. Right. The smartest and girl on You Can't Do That on Television was the girl with that kind of kinky brown hair. Yeah. She was brilliant. And I was actually had a crush on her because she was way older. I knew, you know, I was a young, yeah. younger boy. And I was like, she's a beautiful old woman, older woman. And that's what kind of girlfriend I would want. Smart one. And, and that's kind of what I got. Yeah. But, but it's like, I, I'm like, I'm raising sons. I don't want them watching this. The dumb role models. Yeah. And I'm like, I just, it, it bothered me. It really Kenya bothered Queens me. Queens is an example. She was, she was a, a New Yorker, but she was the one who, who had the harder, uh, eye. But that was kind of like, and it went, the dumb er, everyone loves Raymond. Everyone, that's the worst one, though. Oh, God. Everyone loves Raymond because Patricia Heaton was playing the shrillest person in the universe. Yeah. And that's no good for anybody. And she was supposed to be the smart and, one and that I, always got like put down, like, like put down the smart person. I, I don't, I don't want my my guys learning the lesson that they're Oops. supposed to be dumb. No. And I don't and, love Raymond. I hated that show. I hated that show too. I did like a little bit of the banter between the old people. Yeah. When I had to see it on the TV. Mm-hmm. I liked that, but the show was overall just not a cool show. Yeah, uh, but uh, but I've it. seen him in other things, Nothing and I've really like se, he was he was great in uh, uh, some other movies and stuff like that. They, they like, tried to do the setup of the oaf and the the the, 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 the smart wise woman. Yeah. Uh, they did the one where um, the British actor there was a chubby guy, and his wife, who used to be in a D and D ad that I remember from childhood. Okay. She was in a D and D ad. And that was cool. So I saw her and recognized her face because mm-hmm. I like brown-haired women, you know. Yeah. And she was, uh, anyway, she played uh, the two family. They were trying to. What was it called? It was a chubby guy. It was sort of a knockoff of King of Queens. Um, I have no idea. Anyway, it was that family situation, but they had kids and they were irresponsible with their kids. So I mean, that's why I, I honestly stopped watching sitcoms like throughout the '90s because I just I couldn't laugh stick. tracks. And there were too many. It was Tim the Toolman Tail. Yeah, tale, you know that it was, was like, a good one where she was actually respectable, and he was. She was. She had Wilson though. Wilson was a wise man on that show. Yeah, and it was almost a joke because he would be over the fence. You never see yeah. his face. In a way, I feel like Wilson sometimes the way I talk to people because I try to talk to him sideways. Yeah. So they'll think about that later. Yeah, and, and that one—I mean, that one wasn't as bad as some of the ones I've seen. But I, mean, I mean, it's I like, like I, volleyball. I, I, you know, it—it's it, like I—I I don't like shows that portrays one sex as or the other just constantly. The war of the sexes. What the fuck and, is that? And 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 you know, one-dimensional and and mm. I just I don't I don't like that. Right. And I I don't believe in anyone is one-dimensional. As complex as my stupid mind is, you know what I mean? You say that I have a simple heart and a complicated mind. Yes. People are complex. Yeah. And every part of these voices, every part of these things, as I integrated, I had to acknowledge was me. Yeah. These are all my sides. And though I compartmentalize them in my life to be a good father and also not freak out over everything I was seeing in the world, at night, machine. Yeah. During the day, dad. Yeah. And I stayed up all night a lot. 
because I had to do the machine stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, that's part of me, and I can't let that... You remember that thing when we had that moment where I got in the car accident and all my voices started coming up again? Yep. And that thing co- told you it was the machine part of me? Uh-huh. That was not me. That was nothing to do with my motives. It was well, trying to tell you that no one understands me. And I was well, like, that's well, not me. I, I was literally telling you in the same breath, that's not me right here. Well, it's something else. You know, it uh, off me. You know, uh, you know a lot of uh, the, the. She did. She a, a lot of the dis. dis pushed it right away. A, a lot of the dis, dissociation yeah. was the different personalities were different ways of protecting you. I knew I and, couldn't be all of me with most of my friends. And, I had friends for subjects. And and it's like, like I knew I knew that from the get-go. So, like, when I met that one, I knew he was just testing me. So I wasn't... Which one? He was totally testing you. Yeah, because what, I know. He wasn't a protector. He was not me. He was someone else from somewhere else. Yeah. And he had in on me because of my wounds. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. I know more than I can talk about. To me, these are spirits, evil. And yeah. they're coming nowhere anymore. I think we've eaten them. And I think it's just a matter of time before people start realizing that. Because the yeah. media is, is kind of there on expressing that we've beaten them. And, and, and that they're fading down to nothing. I think there's an age that we've passed through. I hope so. And I think we're going to be good. I hope so. I, 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 I can't imagine not. Well, you know, I mean, I feel like I'm all coming this to peace, and I've been aware of this stuff forever. Yeah, and and um, well, and I, I don't I, go to peace unless it's okay. I mean, I I think a lot of good has come out of you know, the Me Too movement, and That's a lot it. of these people, people are coming out and speaking are, are getting exposed now, now that should have been a long time ago. But a guy that I befriended on semi-false pretenses, right? Uh-huh. That guy Barrick, I told you about. Yeah. Who works at a children's school sleepaway K through. Eight, uh-huh. and he gives them the computers, little IMAX with a camera, right? And I sent the camera to his police department because I think he edited his camera to record stuff to something like a like a little recording device, like a, yeah. a, a stick. I didn't open it up, but I let it go to their forensics. Never heard back, but I did it. Yeah. He gave me a computer when I first moved to Connecticut. He was first thing he did is run a computer to me, but we use every day when I was in the middle of this. I got attacked as if their network did yeah. something because they knew who I was. So suddenly, this guy was my friend, and he was asking me for game design advice, and he's writing games about um, like inappropriate behavior between high school students. Like you have picture books, like all his book was like the first image in a pictorial from from like inappropriate child porn. Yeah. Like you see like a, a drunk teenage girl who's underage lying down as if uh, she's wearing like short short pants and she's drunk, and he wrote a game called Preppy Punk which is all about underage people having sex and just saying fuck you to their parents. And every one of his games is something about manipulation of others. Mm. And I, I used to help him with his game mechanics, so to speak. Yeah. But only because it was a way to keep tabs on him. Well, I, I, the, the... And I did that every day right up until I left to come meet you. Yeah. I, After, I, while I was working on the other puzzle, by the way. Well, and, and it's like, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you you cut ties with him it's like after I hate the dude I always did he was not my friend and he's a guy who rushed money to me but he owed me money for all the games he did publish with my mechanical help on the game mechanics yeah. he had no idea what a game was he was always writing games that would somehow uh, force people not to cheat mm-hmm. but a good game is one that that because uh, he was honestly trying to control and corral situations and he, yeah. he invited himself to a women's gaming conference right yeah. as a male speaker he, yeah. and they said no it's called Contessa, and it's all for women. It's run by women. Men can go if they're 
honoring women who do game design, which I uh, is part of my uh, like traditional games is, is my area. Yeah. Um, but he, he he just invited. He asked him. He basically said, "Hey, can I be a speaker at your thing?" Like hell no. And this got around, of course, and he's kind of pariah. Mm-hmm. He's writing these stupid little games that are effectively about different ways of controlling people. Well, well, and well rape. the the last a lot of rape. The the last I burned all the games you were gave me, by the way, in a fire. Yeah, I know. The, the, it was the like la- evil energy. The the last straw for you was though you had just published your your um your your thing based on Kabbalah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden he's wanting to do. He a wants game. to do it. This is what pissed me off and made me just say fuck you forever. Yeah. Uh, because I was dissociating the. I had a wall that broke, and I was like, shit, that's what I've been doing, and I knew that because yeah. there's a part of me that plans this, and there's mm-hmm. a part of me that was just doing the plan that I made when I was in my computer mode. You know, mm-hmm. not a, not that I'm a computer. But my yeah. brain is a computer that my heart is in charge of. Yeah. And I'm good with that. Um, yeah. The thing that pissed me off is that for years he's telling me my game is, is, is too complicated. There's no way anyone would get that. Mm-hmm. But it's the simplest damn thing. I got it down to one page of Lambda Calculus. Yeah. And I had it. And he kept trying to push me off. Because this is the thing for healing yourself in a certain way. Because Kabbalah is prototypical uh, psychology. Right. It's sort of like the simplest psychology of understanding yourself and the force of nature without trying to control them. It's right. Like, it's like Eastern in Western. Yeah. Is that what? And uh, so I made a game that uses that as a way of expressing even the physics of the game mm-hmm. using lambda calculus, where you build your math from very simple instructions. So you define a factor as like asterisk, and then you say play factor is slash asterisk, and so mm-hmm. the, from there you have some basic lambda calculus that resolves to uh, 220 verbi nouns in English. This uh-huh. is easily understood. There's a thread of lines that is. Uh, uh, verbing nouns that you can just use by default, but positional notation and subtractive programming on one page will help you build everything from chess to cards, and cards can be used on the face of a die. Mm-hmm. You can build all the components and really customize a balanced game. Right. I was working on this damn thing to express it. Right. And he was trying to push me off this and saying, why are you working on that? The next thing you know, after I don't talk to him for a while, he's going to write a game about like Jewish superheroes, which is kind of the damn game. Yeah. Like, I'm not Jewish, but I really respect, like, this Jewish tradition. Yeah. Very, very old. And, um, uh, long story short, he just hit me directly, because the first thing he, one of the things that pissed me off, too, is he co-opted the game CeeLo to write a game about white people. CeeLo is a, a game you play on the street where they roll dice, there's very good scoring, and you score different things, and it's sort of strategy, it's about playing money mm-hmm. and bids, and, and you roll dice, and it's a street game you see people playing on the ground in the alley with money, yeah. right on the ground. It's a very traditional uh, game from, you know, African-American community. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's very much a cultural one. Yeah. So he goes and co-ops that game mechanic to write a game about white people playing, and he uses a C-Law mechanic. He's always doing something stupid like that. He takes something someone cares about, and then he plugs it into a bullshit game. Right. As if to be malicious. So he's evil. And I knew this, and I was really struggling to keep him under wraps. Yeah. Because I was studying him and making sure he couldn't fuck around too much. Because he's evil. And he works at a, yeah, Sigway school. And I did report him to the police department once yeah. my mind cleared on the subject. And also, I was definitely getting the word around. Because everyone he would befriend, he talked shit about to me. Yeah. When someone does that, they are not a good person. And you know they're talking shit about you. Yeah. Which is not, like, my concern when I wasn't really planning to be his friend. Now, here's yeah. the thing about his little circle. First time I went to play their game, because I said I want to look for a dream team of, like, like, uh, intense gamers for, for a particular 
the, my game was unsatisfying. Right. It was about the time Nate came to me, uh-huh. as if we were talking, uh-huh. you know, and I had forgotten. So uh-huh. anyway, I go over to meet with Barrett, and his friends were weird. So there was a game, we were playing D&D, and I invented an artifact for a beholder, which is an eye, uh, it's an eye, it has a big central eye and a bunch of eye stalks that right. shoot rays. So I invented an artifact for lenses for a monster so that the monster would be able to shoot through these lenses and do specific other things. Okay. And it's called the Malleus Ocularum, which means hammer of eyes in Latin. Okay. So this guy claims to be a Latin teacher, uh-huh. right? At the sleepaway school they all worked at. Okay. Uh-huh. All these buds, good buds. And it's always like, uh, regardless, he once told me I was gaming royalty, right? Which he was trying to flatter me into like something. I don't know. But this guy, who was supposed to be a Latin teacher, I asked him if that was correct Latin, which I knew it was. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know. And then he slipped. He was a Latin teacher, doesn't know Latin. What mm. the fuck is that? That's weird. He didn't know that that was Hammer of Eyes. It was, it was supposed to be like this really badass heavy metal D&D thing. And at the time, I didn't know all the things that I figured out about them. Well, I, I, just, I, I just know. So I it's like them, you, know? You, you finally get your... Your your thing based on Kabbalah yeah, published, yeah, yeah. and then it, it's like the next week. Next thing you know, he's, he's trying to shit on it, yeah, and well, and co-opt it to something else. Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, that's not cool. I also had an idea for a redneck tarot tarot deck, uh-huh. where it's like, um, okay, so um, the tarot is like uh, a lot of positional coordinate stuff. Yeah, um, where you have water of water, you can lay out the cards so you see like fire, earth, water, and uh-huh. all the elements within them. Yeah, to, you know. And so I wanted the Queen of Cups to be a wet t-shirt contest. Right. And I wanted death to be my ashtray with a bunch of cigarette butts in it. Right, right. And uh, so I was thinking that was what we'd do if we threw a big party with friends who were mm-hmm. t- friendly to doing this tarot deck of like redneck tarot or just right, right, party right. tarot. And so he wanted to use that in, my, in his game. Like as soon as I told him about yeah. this, because he was always, we'd talk shit and I'd actually just use him as a, like a, 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 a wall to bounce a ball off of. Because mm-hmm. if he didn't like it, it was probably good. Yeah. True. No taste, totally clueless about everything he was, like everyone else. It's just a way of, oh, tricking people into his game. Yeah. And he's a loser. Anyway, his name's Barrick Blackburn. I call him Lightning Scorchmark, like a demon. Because <laughs> he's, he's ineffectual. Anyway, whatever. I'm sorry, I babbled a lot, but this is an interesting episode, huh? Um. Sort of. Well, I want this people. one out. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. It's weird. I'm weird. I feel like I got something out that needs to go out. Okay. People need to know that these guys don't win. They don't win. No. And uh, people are watching, so you're safe. Hmm. We done? Not yet, but let's finish the show. Okay. I love you. I love you too. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I think saying that out loud so people hear it is good. Okay. We're, there's a lot of people working on this thing. Yeah. It's hated. Everyone hates these guys. There's no friend among them. They all hate yeah. each other secretly because they're all in this situation where they'll be the winner of the situation. They're going to be the in charge, and everyone will listen to them. The guy loves to do public speaking and hear himself talk, invites himself to conferences. Mm-hmm. The guy you know, I just yeah. mentioned, I named him. And you know what? If he wants to go with like slander or libel or something, uh, libel would be writing, but if he wants to call that, I have a case. Yeah. It will come out. So these guys are afraid. He can't say shit. Yeah. So watch out for that guy, anybody. And that might mean watch out. Hmm. Anyway, stand your ground, everybody. Are we done? Yes. 
Okay. Cut that if you have to. No, we're good. <laughs> I, I just don't think there's a reason for these people to be around. I, I understand. It might sound grim, but the message is everyone's safe. As much as... All right. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to wrap You might up. cut that somewhere. I don't know. I, huh? I'm not trying to trail off and get weird. This is a great episode and, until I get too serious and grim. This is why I keep it light, but it's very serious to me. I know. It's an important topic. And, and I made and no money my whole life because this is all I've been working on. Yeah, I know. And I need better. We need to make money ourselves, and we need to finally have a real life. Yes. But I'm not done. But we'll be fine. I love you. Love you, too. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Thank you for listening. Shout out to Doug. Yes, our one Doug. fan. Great dude. Great dude, Doug. Great dude. <laughs> our number one fan, Doug. Yeah. Anyway. We have we have a fan. We don't want to disappoint the fan. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think he's okay with this conversation. If oh, I'm sure he I would can be. tell he, he would understand what I'm saying here. Yeah. And that's why I seem crazy, but I am not a bad person. Oh, crazy no. Crazy doesn't mean evil. Absolutely Sometimes not. it means crazier than the other guy. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Yeah. you Love never you, know what I can see. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night. We're watching out. Okay. Yep.